Welcome to today's episode of The Growth Zone. I am Christian Bartsch. What is the core benefit of listening to this show? Here it is all about strategies and systems that get you to grow your business. As an entrepreneur or business leader, you need to be ahead of trends. Gain insights that really thrust your business to the next level. Each episode focuses on different aspects of designing, building, and leading companies. Without marketing, sales, innovation, or funding, you will lack the fire for growth. Without management strategies and systems, you are speeding towards failure. For those who listen to the entire episode, I have a special surprise gift. I'm also working on some great guests that are industry leaders in management, innovation, and marketing. Let's get started on today's episode. In today's episode, we are going to look at other aspects of information security. Now, what about our education system? Now, most of us realize that the education system, whether it's schools, universities, academies, other kind of education facilities, most of them actually are still working like in the 60s or even before that. And some are way ahead. Now, in some countries, really, you could already do things 20, day, 20 years ago, where now people are saying, oh, we are introducing a learn management system in the internet. And then you think, wait a minute, but the Australians were already doing it in 2000, 2004. They already had that. You could go online and learn and research stuff in LexisNexis. Yeah, one of the key database areas that lawyers or international lawyers are using to do the research for any kind of court case. And now we're seeing schools and universities actually trying to add here, especially in Europe, add more learning management systems that are actually really providing learning facilities. And schools are providing more services for the parents, like, for instance, an app where you can find out in the morning which class is being um, cancelled or has to be handed over to another teacher because another teacher is sick or is on training or whatever reason. All these things are coming up. But the thing is, this information, all this data, is being like in the Stone Age, processed in the Stone Age, and information security always comes to a certain level where then they think, oh yeah, kids shouldn't be so much using stuff like TikTok or WhatsApp and so on. But on the other hand, you look then at the schools and you look at what they're doing and you notice they are working with a massive amount of information and not doing their information security in any proper way, which means Stone Age. And that's a thing where you then start thinking, what's the difference to schools that charge a lot of money? Well, the thing is, if you have big budgets available, you can invest in education material and schools and buildings and other kind of things. If you get in just state funds, 
you're not investing a lot because you haven't got a lot to invest. You only have what is available or whatever somebody is willing to donate or invest their own personal time to do it. And that brings us to the key issues of what, let's say, private education companies, whether you're providing education for unemployed people, whether you are training students as an academy, or whether you've got your private university or any kind of business in that way, information security is an important aspect of your business because you are de facto a business. A normal school that's funded by the state isn't really a business. Yeah? They're just a school. But if you are actually running and making profits with your business by providing education, whether you're training people to become pilots, whether you're training people to become engineers or get their school degree in whatever kind of facility, you want, of course, to be more professional than everybody else because otherwise there's no reason why to pay that much money to you instead of going to some state school. Now, information security is there even more critical in that kind of environment because uh, the people who are paying you are investing a lot of money into you. And, of course, your reputation is at risk if you don't do your homework properly. Now, what can you do to improve the information security in your education facility, your education business? Now, you can, of course, invest in your firewalls and maybe do some trainings where you teach people how to check out if an email is a spam or maybe has some ransomware on it or whatever. Those are good things to do, and you definitely should continue doing that kind of investment. Nevertheless, on the other hand, investing into, um, let's say, writing and information security management system, or what people like to abbreviate as ISMS, is a different kind of investment, because at first it consumes a lot of your time. You have to write documentations, write policies, you have to find out, okay, what systems do we have? Where do we have data at all? What are the things that might be at risk? And then you write all the things. Eventually, when you have done some assessments, checks, and uh, have maybe had an internal audit of your ISMS, then you're ready to get certified. And it doesn't matter whether you are in the USA or whether you are in Europe, Australia, Africa, Asia, it doesn't matter. You can get your organization certified. And the nice thing is, in most cases, depending on your business structure and so on, it is possible to do a remote audit. In some cases, the auditor will come and visit you. Now, what does an auditor do? At first, in stage one, he will check your documentation, which you have, which means you submit your documentation, and before he comes to visit you, he will look at all the different documents I've got and then make some notes what he wants to focus on when he comes and visits you. And during the second stage, the on-site audit, he will then ask certain questions, discuss with you different things, just to find out if your ISMS is actually um, something that you're using, that you're committed to do, or whether it's just fake. And if you want to improve, it shouldn't be fake. 
So what can you do? An ISMS can be written in any language. I would always suggest always to have either your native language or have it in English. There are different options as well. Let's say you have a very, uh, let's say, severe need to as well include data privacy, then you can do an integrated management system. What's the difference? Simple. Now, um, a normal ISMS is just only focused on information security. And if you have data documentation, you are, for instance, focusing on GDPR and other kind of aspects. By combining them, you have one integrated system which includes references to both standards. On the one hand to GDPR and on the other hand to ISO 2701. Some documents are only relevant for ISO certification and some documents are relevant for data privacy and some are for both. It depends very much on what's relevant for you because you have to consider what is really important. And if you're not sure what is really sensible, then go and ask someone who knows. Why? Because each time each business has a different sensibility and goals as well. And that's why when I have conversations with people, I always ask them, what do you want to achieve by receiving or getting that um, certification? What's your objective? Why are you doing it? And there I can then actually see whether you're actually doing it for the right purpose. Because otherwise you make a huge effort and afterwards you're unhappy and you say, hmm, it didn't bring anything. There was no advantage. Well, you were expecting something different than what it can deliver. Or you didn't do something in order to make the best out of it and create new benefits for yourself. So that competitive advantages that you can create as an education business with ISO 2701 can be quite considerable because, let's face it, most government-sponsored institutions, whether it's universities, schools, academies, colleges, or any kind of education system like that, body, um, will not have this kind of certification. They won't have ISO 9001, they won't have ISO 2701, some might have, but you can be sure most of them do not. They simply have nobody to take care of it. That's just for the first starting thing. And it doesn't mean when ISO 271 is certified in your organization that you are constantly busy with it every day. No. You just do your business and on scheduled times you go and reflect upon all these things, have a discussion with your management, have a discussion with your different team or department people and see, are we still on target? Is there something we need to improve? Maybe something we need to adapt that generally matches our reality of educating, providing education services? Then you have to adapt them. And that's good because if it were rigid, it wouldn't provide any help and everybody would be frustrated. And creating tons and thousands of documents that's not going to create a real ISMS. Sometimes uh, companies out there providing consultancies and they're burning resources like crazy. 
And for what? Just to create more documents to audit. And then the auditor looks at this and thinks, why did they write that? Makes no point. It's like writing down every little nit and cranny, any little bit of dust, writing it on a list. What's the point? There's no value in it. There's no benefit for ISO 27.1, for any sponsor, for any stakeholder. That's not the way. It should be focused on what is really important, what is relevant. Relevant for the standard and relevant for your business. Not relevant for creating huge consulting fees. That's not the way to go at it. Because that's not the way to really create any kind of value. And it doesn't matter if you're in a dedication business, whether you're, uh, whether you're a doctor uh, in research institute, anything. Every time your ISMS should be relevant to your business. Yeah? Don't create stuff that has no kind of value to you or anybody else. Because otherwise, it's not going to improve your information security in any way. So, use that and consider what you really want. And if you have more ideas, more thoughts, then I suggest listen to the next few episodes. I'll be reflecting on other aspects on how to improve as well the operational aspect of your business. Because it's not about just selling or doing marketing or hiring people and that. It's about really being able to do certain key aspects that are of strategic importance that help you grow the business. And if you're only focused on selling or doing marketing or doing customer service, you will not achieve your utmost biggest goal. So, hope you found this interesting and go and subscribe to this channel. Wait, listen. Was the content helpful? Please share it on social media. The world is constantly changing in response to trends and events. As a leader, you need to adapt your business. Stay connected. You will find in the episode description how to gain more insights. Subscribe to my bi-weekly business secrets letter. Gain access to all updates of my ultimate guide on business growth strategies. These can be applied to your business in the US, Canada or Europe. Check it out. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Growth Zone with Christian Bartsch. Thank you for listening.